Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey, it's Connie, and welcome to Candles to My Cake, a birthday podcast. Join me for conversation with the people that light up my life. Dr. Altabeth Ewing, welcome to Candles to My Cake. Oh, thank you, Connie. I'm so happy to be here and to celebrate you and your birthday. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. I just, I love you so much. And I'm just so glad that you are in my space today. I'm so glad every time we get to connect over these last few months, we've only connected via Zoom. <laughs> It's been so sad. So sad. I was looking forward to seeing you in September. You just do not know. That was going to, I'm sorry. August. The highlight of my 2020. (laughs) Uh, We had it all planned out. (sighs) So now we'll have to fast forward that into 2021 and do what we do, all of us together. Yeah, I'm so down. (laughs) Yes, all the fun. So for people listening, Altavis has been my friend since 2003 ish. We met um, in college. She was at Rhodes. I was at Memphis. And Altavis is kind of a wandering spirit. She is just (laughs) so unique in so many ways. She's deep. She's inquisitive. She's thoughtful. She's so smart. And we'll talk about that later. She just has a way. But she's always filled with so, so, so much love and laughter and joy. And every time you're with her, it's just fun. And we have such a great time together. But that's also to say that Altavis will disappear on you. Sometimes sure like, <laughs> three to four weeks, I'm like, hey, are you alive? Yeah, I'm here. I'm alive. But she is barely. just, yeah, barely. But she just goes and does her own thing. She marches to her own tune. But she is a leader in so many ways. And she inspires others. And she encourages others. And she just sets a strong foundation for others to follow. And so I am so proud to call you my friend. And thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. And Connie, your your introduction just touched me. I was like, who is that Connie's talking about? She sounds like a phenomenal person. I wish I knew her. <laughs> it is you. It is you and then some. There are, not e- there are not even enough words to describe how awesome you are for real. And, you know, to know somebody over such a long time and to see you just remain consistent to who you are and your beliefs and doing all the things that you can to accomplish your dreams. It just inspires me daily. So I'm proud to call you my friend. Oh, thank you. And yes, I, I cannot believe we have been friends for almost 20 years. That is dating us. But I am so thankful to have you in my friendship circle, all of the other ladies 
um, with whom we share friendship. I, and I'm just tremendously grateful that y'all know me by now. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm here today. I, I might disappear on y'all, but you know that my love remains and it's still so strong for you ladies. And y'all never give me a hard time when I find myself wandering back that's right <laughs> hey, there she is she's making she's making her annual appearance <laughs> yeah I, I love it I it's always a great time when we get together um we reminisce well, even when I think about our college days I'm probably jumping ahead go I mean, go girl go but it was always the simple things I used to love when we would get together on Friday night make Rice Krispie treats, like cook a meal. Like sometimes you and Cynthia would come over to Rose and Mm -hmm. we'd go to one of the, um, was it Tresvant? One of the the dormitories and we just cook in the kitchen. And it was just, it was, it was like home. It was so comforting. And I always knew I was in great company. Um, So yeah, I miss you ladies. I miss y'all too. And you know, it's funny that it was like home then. It's unique that we just found like a little circle of friends that has been able to maintain all of us together, you know, in 20 years. And we still talk every day, you know, mm-hmm. via group me and except when Altavis disappears. But <laughs> we just are able to just share life together and all the ups and downs. And we've always been like a solid foundation and rock to each other. Mm-hmm. So when things are hard, you have other people carrying you along. And I just appreciate yeah. all of you so much for even in my most difficult times, just being there to stand up and just say hey Connie it's gonna be all right get up you're fine get up yeah. you can do it indeed so I yeah. love y'all for that love you too so my first question for the birthday podcast because it is my birthday is what is one word that you would use to describe me mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with thoughtful you mm-hmm. are one of the most thoughtful people I know um as you mentioned like I will disappear for various reasons always with good intent I always know I'm coming back but (laughs) you 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 are like a fairy godmother in that you will send the most considerate gifts and there's always intentional thought behind it Mm -hmm. um Connie I, I promise you it was not until I moved out of my apartment in July that I had the memo that you wrote for, I think it was for 2019 with oh, the, yeah. the gift bag that you sent us. And I was yeah. like, this is fabulous. Like I look <laughs> at that every day and I was like, Connie is just the kindest, sweetest person. And the thing is you never expect anything in return. And mm-hmm. that is how we know that it's genuine and we know that it's thoughtful. Um, so, so yes, that is my word for you. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You want to hear all the nice things about you? Have a birthday podcast because you find out your friends (laughs) is really nice. It's so great. (laughs) But not only are my friends so thoughtful, they are all so wise in different ways. And one thing that I love about you particularly is that you kind of went off in a different direction and you said, I want to study genetics and I want to do something different. And you've done that in such a tremendous way. And I just want you to talk to our listeners about some of the work that you do, because it's fascinating what you've been able to accomplish, the work that you do. And I don't even think most people even know that your job exists and how the, in the way you do things. So, and now it's more relevant than ever. 
the work that you're doing is going to come to life for generations to come. So I'd love to, for you to share a little bit about that. Okay. I'm like, where do I start? Um, so to lead, I am clinically trained as a genetic counselor and a health equity slash health disparity scientist. And had you asked me 20 years ago where I wanted to be, this would not have been it. I did not even know that this profession or this space existed. And to be honest with you, even when I started my training in graduate school, this position did not exist. Um, my, my route has been so non-traditional um, and I've encountered a bit of resistance along the way but that never deterred me from pursuing my passion. Um, and my passion has always been centered around ensuring that medically underserved, underrepresented and historically understudied populations have a seat at the table and are considered at the forefront when people are designing research studies or trying to advance medicine um, and trying to eliminate health disparities. So for me, um, I, I remember it vividly. I was sitting in my genetics class the fall semester of my senior year of college and a genetic counselor came in. And this was shortly after the human genome had been sequenced. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of activity and a lot of um, information coming out about the disparities between black and white women as it pertains to breast cancer mortality rates. And I was, immersed in research at the time, but I was in a laboratory all by myself. Right. So it was me, my Petri dishes, my pipettes, <laughs> and some fungi. And I was like, this is not my life. Like, yeah. I need some music playing. I need another human being in this lab. I need <laughs> people to talk to. And when that genetic counselor came in and she told us about her day-to-day -day interactions, I was like, this is it. This is where I can meld all of my passions um, that include medicine, science, people, and my love for the Black community, my love for finding ways to level the playing field to eliminate health disparities. And I knew right then and there that genetic counseling was for me. What I did not know, but what I'm so tremendously grateful for, is that genetic counseling would lead me to Howard University. Yeah. Uh, HU. And it was at Howard where my love for my community, for my people was affirmed. Day mm -hmm. one, hands down, no question. Um, it was affirmed and it even influenced the way that I presented in certain spaces and it influenced the way that I perceived certain situations. Sure. So as I was going through my genetic counseling training, you know, and hearing all of the statistics um, that Black women are disproportionately impacted and affected with breast cancer. When I'm in my clinic as a genetic counseling student, I saw so many young women who look like me who were diagnosed with breast cancer, but who did not qualify for genetic testing. And that was mm -hmm. devastating for mm -hmm. me because I saw genetic testing as being a tool, a resource to potentially help. It could have helped save lives because it Definitely. could impact treatment. It could impact the option for someone to pursue surgery. And then it impacted not only that patient, but an entire family, especially if we identified um, Early a mutation. On. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that was so unsettling to me. And it actually, 
it, it did not paralyze me. What it did was motivated me into purpose. And yes. it inspired me to pursue my PhD because I'm like, I have all of these questions. There are a lot of challenges that exist. And I want to be one of those people to help address and post solutions. Um, and it led me down the track of my PhD. Again, a non-traditional path. There were not a lot of mentors for me to go to. I ended up bumping my head along the way several times. So it was not an efficient route or path. But again, at my core, I was, I was always doing it for the right reasons. And I was always doing it for my community. And I can honestly say 13 years later that that work was not in vain. That, yes. that arduous journey was not in vain. I feel like there are so many doors opening up now um, where I'm able to really be a vessel and be a conduit um, between my community and the healthcare community so that we can come up with health equity strategies and solutions um, to help level the playing field and to be more inclusive of underrepresented groups. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. It's so incredible. <laughs> it's just incredible. And to be, and to watch how it all came into fruition and to see you stepping into this role and the different opportunities that you have and that you are building for others to come behind you. Yeah, um, thank you. Just thank you for walking in your purpose. I just, thank you so I'm much. encouraged and, and inspired by that. Yeah. And that last part that you touched on for others to come behind me, like behind me, alongside me, like, I don't want to be here alone. I am trying my best to create room and create space for my mirror images to join me and for others from groups, populations where people have told you, you don't deserve to be here, or maybe you should consider this instead, or no, you deserve to be here and you deserve to thrive. So I am all about reaching back, mentoring, connecting people with other mentors, whether it's um, someone who's older than you, more experienced, or, or even connecting them with peer mentorship as well, because iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I don't think people realize as well. So, and at the end of the day, I want to make someone else's journey much easier than mine has been. Definitely. Um, I, I truly feel like that's part of my purpose too. So, right, Connie, you better tell me to quit talking too much. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, I always get excited when I hear you talk about your passion because so many people have a hard time or never even find what they're so passionate about and you found it and you started to do it and then you just exploded in it and so at any time that I can hear you talk about all the things that you're doing with such purpose is I'm gonna let you talk because yeah. <laughs> I like to hear you know it thanks Thank you. And the funny thing is, I do not even like to talk, really. I know. <laughs> I listen all day. Yes. <laughs> but I don't even like out to be sound like, hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still here? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just look at each other on Zoom. <laughs> oh. Connie, so this also reminds me, you know, fast forward, here we are almost 20 years later. But you know, I met you ladies at the beginning of this journey, and I just think of who I was 20 years ago, you know, where everything was so fuzzy, it was so gray. It was a period when I was trying to figure out what is my passion. It was a period mm -hmm. when I was going through imposter syndrome, yes. where I didn't have the support I needed on my college campus. 
Um, you know, there weren't that many students on my campus who looked like me. And, you know, you start out in a class of five of us in a biology class. Next thing you know, you're the only one left. And it just left me constantly questioning, you know, is this my purpose? Is this my path, God? Or am I trying to force this fit? So sometimes I just think about that struggle. And I, I'm just grateful that y'all are still here because I can only imagine that stress that I was going through. <laughs> I, I'm sure I accidentally and unintentionally may have taken it out on my friends at times. And I'm like, guys, they, they know my heart. Thank yeah, you, did. sir. <laughs> yeah, but it was a trying time. Um, and, and I just, I say that because I know that there are students and even other adults who are going through similar processes now. And I just want them to be encouraged to know that you will get to the other side and it will be brighter. Um, and just don't, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Even when the rest of the world does, you stay committed and continue to believe in yourself and your purpose. And you did that. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. It's like I'm beaming because it's, I just know every step of the way and how much you t- you had to overcome to get here. And so you're talking about imposter syndrome and the challenges you have with that. What are some tips, maybe three tips, that you could give to someone who's struggling with imposter syndrome to overcome it so that it doesn't become a hindrance where they can't advance any further or they get paralyzed and don't feel like they can move in the space that they feel like God has destined them to be? Yes. Let's see. Three tips. Um, I'm going to start with, I alluded to the importance of peer mentorship. Um, So identifying others in your field, in your profession with whom you genuinely connect and have that bond and help each other, support one another, Um, you know, establish your tribe. That support system will help affirm you every single day. I believe in the power of networking. Yes. You know, sometimes we may get in the habit of reaching out to the same person every single time. And it's, there are going to be times where that person is unavailable. Um, and that's where we should be encouraged to step outside of our comfort zone and expand our network. You know, whether it's LinkedIn or whether you're going to a conference and before you go to the conference, Um, going through the program, the agenda, and identifying people with whom you would like to have a a 15-minute chat or maybe an email exchange with prior to the conference so that you can connect with them, um, whether it's for informational interviewing purposes or just to establish that friendly connection, like build that network. It It will carry and sustain you throughout life. Um, And then what is the third thing that I would give? in terms of advice. Honestly, I would say if you have it within your heart and the time, the capacity, be a mentor. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you, I think we underestimate our experiences um, and undervalue our experiences, but our journey could be a blessing to someone else. If we are willing to share the trials, the tribulations, and those blessings that we've gone through, during this journey with someone else, it can help shape their idea of what they can and cannot achieve, help, help them to really solidify their dreams, their goals. Um, I, I think that part of giving back, it will also help you realize that like, hey, 
I've made a little bit more progress than I've given myself credit. Um, and you're helping to, to shape your profession or shape your field as well. And that way, when you are at a meeting and you may be the only, you think you're the only person there, you'll look around and maybe your mentees are there, or maybe your peer mentors are there, or maybe that friendly person you connected with is there and you have helped to change the profile of your profession, not only change the, the physical profile, the physical demographics of the profession, but even you've helped to shape the thought, the mindset mm-hmm. of that particular profession as well. So I think those would be the nuggets of, of advice that I would give. Don't I ask me it. to repeat any of that, so please, Cody. <laughs> That's okay. We're recording it, so you can remember it later because you can use that. That's good stuff. And I definitely think that there is power in shifting the thought and the mindset in a room. And when mm-hmm. you have a more diverse space and when you include everyone in it, we're able to do that. And so mm-hmm. there's lots of nuggets there. Thank you, Atafis. Yeah, so absolutely. we're talking about things that you've learned in your career. Have you learned anything from me ever? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> Tommy, I, and it's so funny, that's why I asked you, are we recording this? Is it audio? Because I was like, I'm going to surprise Tommy. What is it? So, when I think back to when we met in college, I remember you being so focused, focused on pursuing education, but I also remember you being, like, very serious about Mary Kay, and I was always the type of person who was afraid to wear makeup. And honestly, <laughs> I worked out every single day. You sure and did. And I would sweat every single day. I st- Well, in California, I don't sweat so much. Thank goodness there's not any humidity. But I also saw makeup as like a waste of money in a sense. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, why am I going to put something on that I'm just going to sweat, sweat off and rub off on my towel? But you taught me how to apply a natural look. And when I tell you this, I'm like, yes, I'll take your picture. Yes, yes, selfie. I love it. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, and it's just like the most simple skills. And Connie, you know me, you were like, nope, I'm going to give you some tips that you can do in like two minutes. Yes. Granted, I probably need to spend more than two minutes, but it has just, it's made me feel so much more uncomfortable and courageous in wearing makeup. So thank you. I love my natural look. I would not even that one. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got two more questions. Okay. Yes. It's funny. I, I'm asking like similar questions to everybody, but then at the end, I'm like, oh, wait, there's two I actually want to get to for real. So the two questions is number one, what is the most important thing that you feel like you've learned so far? Um, Connie, that's a hard one. The most important thing I've learned. And I'm going to think about this pandemic. Um, You know, on top of the fact that life is short, but we just really have to live in the moment and embrace the moment and be grateful for our moments. I think that's what I'm going to go with. For me, um, even though I have not been able to connect with you ladies as much as I would like to, and I haven't been able to connect with family as much as I like to. Any time that I get to spend with you all, like I do not take it for granted. Um, and I'm tremendously grateful for it. Um, just because we never know um, when our last moment will be. We never know when we will take our last breath or mm-hmm. when someone we truly love will take our last breath. Um, and it has just 
it has just made me truly relish in the relationships that I have and just be so extremely grateful to God for each and every one of you. So, Aww. yeah, that's, that's going to be my takeaway. And yeah, and the pandemic has definitely affirmed that. So in a sense, I feel like I've gotten back to the basics in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, where I'm making more phone calls. I'm FaceTiming a whole lot more. I'm Zooming. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. All that. And, you know, I appreciate one thing in the pandemic when this all started and life was so crazy and we're like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. I can't believe this is happening. You got us all together via Zoom. several times you know you made sure that we all were connected and that we all had a voice and that we all shared hey are you all right are you going through anything do you need anything and I think just even having that little bit of conversation even though it's like four and a half hours (laughs) oh yes it was so much fun the time just flew by it did I can't wait until we get together again though definitely long overdue we are but that was a blessing to me and my last question for you Altavis what do you know for sure, without a doubt? Hmm. I stole that question from Oprah. All right, how much time do we have, Connie? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know for sure, without a doubt? Um, I know, without a doubt, that my life is bigger than my own. Um, I know without a doubt that I and each and every one of us are put here with a purpose um, and and it's a purpose for us to be interconnected and intertwined in absolutely everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, We are not put here to live in isolation. Um, We are put here to help uplift one another and to make each other better. Um, And I am just affirmed in that. And I I try to remind myself of that when I wake up and I'm tired or I'm having trouble going to sleep. Um, But at the same time, I recognize that there has to be some balance to it as well. But I think just being reminded of that purpose keeps me motivated, inspired, and going day in and day out. So that is what I'm absolutely sure of, Connie. I love that so much. And I love you, Atavis. I'm so glad that you're you here for the podcast. And thank you for taking time to just share your heart, share your story, and share to others how they can just use your little nuggets to make their lives better. I so appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. And I am so tremendously grateful to be one of the people to celebrate you, Connie. Yay. I couldn't think of anyone else better to what chat with on candles on your cake is that what you call it it's to my cake it's because <laughs> it's the people that light up my life get it <laughs> oh yes that is so fabulous <laughs> <laughs> i love it well thank you so much my dear thank you connie i'll have to schedule our zoom chat later oh. yeah like, i'll and i'll schedule it a few weeks out yeah absolutely Ooh. i'll see no if when? people are available in november when? let's do it right after election day that is a great idea. That's a great I was idea. definitely thinking early November. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm on it. I'm going to get right, on girl. it. I'll be here okay. for it. All righty. All right. Thank you, Connie. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Candles to My Cake, a birthday podcast by Connie Marie. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.